welcome to another episode of Therapist Guide to Getting Unstuck. I am your host, Monica Pitek Fugetti. I am the owner of Whole Mind Wellness. It's a counseling center in Commerce, Michigan, where I offer online and in-person counseling. I specialize in anxiety and trauma treatment and work with adults and couples. If you want to learn more about Whole Mind Wellness, you can go to my website at www.wholemindwellnessplc.com. Now let's get into our show. So today I want to talk a little bit about the concept of trauma bonding. We don't talk a lot about trauma bonding. We talk about trauma. We talk about how it affects a person and we talk about relationships. But what we don't spend a lot of time talking about is people who are bonded to a person that they have a traumatic relationship and connection to. So I'm going to talk about trauma bonding in the context of relationships. In order to do that, we need to first talk a little bit about narcissism. Typically, trauma bonding will happen with people who have a narcissistic personality disorder. And I'm not going to go into heavy detail about the criteria for a narcissist, But in a nutshell, a narcissist typically doesn't ever take responsibility for their own actions, always blaming somebody else. They're probably really good at gaslighting. In a classic narcissist relationship, three things will happen. Idealization, devaluation, and then discarding. Narcissists are really charismatic. They may really know how to turn on the charm and they may idealize you and they might idealize the relationship and they're all about roses and sunshine and just kissing your feet and all of those things. And that happens for a while. And then what happens is devaluing. Suddenly they might start to be a little more critical. They might start to nitpick and devalue you basically as a person. And then they discard. And then they're like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. And then they change their mind, they come back to idolization, and then devaluing, and then discarding again. That causes a lot of confusion to the people who are in the narcissistic relationship. In a nutshell, if, if you can't get out of a relationship, even though you would tell others to get out, then you might be trauma bonding. So the theme of trauma bonding is the concept of creating an emotional bond to someone who is harmful in your life. I'm speaking about it in terms of uh, romantic relationships, but it can be siblings. It can be parents. It can be other types of relationships as well. It can be friendships even. When you're in a relationship and you're trauma bonding, then there's going to be a lot of inconsistency. You're going to feel devalued as a person. You might feel dehumanized and there's a lot of chaos going on. Chaos to create a lot of confusion. Like I said in the beginning, there can be a lot of gaslighting too, where the narcissist or the person in the relationship is I like to say peeing on your head and telling you it's raining. Basically, gaslighting is making you feel crazy for something that you know is true. And they're really, really good at it. That's how you start to second guess yourself. And that's how you start to become even more committed in the situation. It's really an addictive cycle. Um, It's an unhealthy relationship. And it happens at such a quick pace. And it's so intense that it becomes easy to recreate the traumas of our past. There's a very repetitive cycle to trauma bonding, and it really reflects an attachment style. So early relationships can set the tracks for chaos and invalidation. Typically, people who are drawn into trauma bonding relationships have an anxious or an avoidance attachment. 
because they're more vulnerable that way. If you look back at your childhood, because childhood really does a lot to create the foundation for what we feel are healthy relationships. And if you came from a dysfunctional place where there was a lot of chaos, there was a lot of confusion, there was a lot of maybe intensity, devaluing, dehumanization, and you didn't have a very secure attachment, then you are more susceptible to being vulnerable to getting into a relationship where you might be trauma bonded. Now this part's important with trauma bonding. I'm gonna talk a little bit about chemistry. So you know when you meet somebody, you're like, oh, it was just there, that spark was there, and that chemistry, and that thing that you just can't describe. So with trauma bonding, we have to be really careful because we often think it's chemistry, but it's really familiarity. So think about it. You're in a dysfunctional home growing up, and so you become familiar with chaos, familiar with devaluing, dehumanizing, intensity, confusion. That's familiar to you. So you meet somebody that meets all of those criteria, and you think, this is chemistry. I get this person, they get me, it's perfect. But is it chemistry, or is it just the familiar? The person that you may think you have chemistry with, their behavior will remind you of the chaos in your early childhood and growing up. So the one thing that you want to remember is that in trauma bonding, the narcissist learns to do one thing really well. They learn to justify their abusive behavior and then they actually rationalize their abuse. And that cycle then plays out all through the relationship. They'll work on intermittent rewards. So you don't exactly know when it's coming. I have heard it explained in terms of a slot machine, and I really like that explanation. I can't remember who said it, but they said that sometimes they, with the slot machine, sometimes they pay out just enough to keep us in the game, right? Like, so when we're in the casino and we go to the slot machines, I know I I have this issue sometimes. I don't ever go to casinos, and this is probably why, because I put something in the slot machine and it, it's like, oh, there's nothing there. And then I put something in and a little bit, I win a little bit of money and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to keep trying. I'm just going to keep trying. Well, a narcissist is like a slot machine. They're going to keep you there, but they're going to give you just enough, but definitely not enough. They're very inconsistent. The, the reward that you get is inconsistent and it becomes a rationalization for the entire relationship. Well, you know, he's really sweet when he's on his A-game, or he treats me better than anyone has ever treated me when he's having a good day. There's always that but, and it's not, it's not a consistent way of treatment, because the consistence is actually the inconsistency in the relationship. A trauma-bonded person, so if you find yourself in a relationship where you feel like you might be trauma-bonded, or you know somebody that is... A telltale sign often is that person is constantly making excuses for their partner's behavior. Well, you know, I mean, he's really a good guy or she's really a good guy. It's a good woman. She is most of the time really nice to me, but I know when, when they're mean, they're really mean, blah, 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 and it just keeps going. Again, very good at gaslighting. They'll draw you in with all the excitement and all the intensity but there will be no emotional connection and you will always wonder why you don't have that emotional connection and you'll always try to get it because in your head you'll think this person surely has emotion and, and I'm going to be the one that brings it out. But they're not emotionally connected. As much as they know how to play the part, they're not. 
because if they were emotionally connected to you in a healthy way, they wouldn't treat you in such a dysfunctional way. Kind of like with the gaslighting, a trauma-bonded person can feel very irrational. And that's why they try to rationalize it. I know it's bad, but there's always that but. Remember, listen for that but. All right, so let's talk about how to get out of this relationship. If you are in one or if you know somebody that's in one, maybe you've been in one in your past and this sounds all too familiar for you. So this is where you begin to leave. First, you have to admit that what is happening is abuse. It's called trauma bonding for a reason. It's trauma. In a relationship where somebody is a narcissist and they are constantly gaslighting, constantly devaluing and discarding, and then playing that cycle all over again, it makes you feel like you're crazy and that is abuse. That's the first step. If you don't recognize it as, a, as abuse, it'll be very hard to do the next couple steps. One thing that you can do too is do a deeper dive into the early attachments of your life so that you can identify parallels. A lot of the times, uh, people reenact relationships. So if you had a dysfunctional childhood with parents or a parent growing up, often what we'll do is we'll find a partner that looks like that, mimics it in, in personality and characteristic, and we will navigate towards that person. We're drawn to them, and we think that we have chemistry with them, and we think, well, this person is going to be emotionally available to me, and if they're emotionally avail available to me, that means that I'm okay. We use that as a way to try to heal the wounds of the past, but that never works because then you end up in the same cycle of dysfunction in a relationship. So really diving into your early attachments can help you have a lot of aha moments and personal growth and realization so that you can make different decisions. A great way to do that is through therapy. There's some good workbooks out there as well, but it always helps to have somebody that you can talk to, a professional who's been trained in this that can really help you to unpack all of those boxes. Recognizing that there's no jackpot. You're never going to win. You're in the casino on the slot machines. You are never going to win. You are not that 1% that's going to take away a million dollars. Understanding that and accepting that is really important. Judge the relationship in the here and now and stop yourself from making rationalizations. Know where you are now, know the history of the relationship and how it has been affected and the dysfunction in it, and don't try to rationalize it away. Don't try to tell yourself, well, but in 20 years it'll be fine, or after we get married it'll be fine, or after we have kids it'll be fine. It's not ever going to be fine. And it's important that you really accept and realize that. And then make a list of the things that make you uncomfortable. And here's the thing, look at that list. Make the list of all of the things in the relationship that make you uncomfortable because those are telling you something. Those are telling you a little bit about what your values are and if they're not getting met. Take a look at that list. Ask yourself, is this something that I can deal with for as long as I'm in this relationship for the rest of my life, whatever. And we, you know, we talk a lot about uh, people that are in domestic violence situations. And a lot of people who don't understand the psychology of people or just don't understand people will say, I don't understand why they just didn't get out. Well, they're in a trauma bonded relationship and it's not that easy to get out because the more you are in that cycle, the more you actually get bonded. It's like it gets cemented. Your mind starts to shift and you start to feel like you need to rationalize and you start to go in this cycle. So that's why these steps are so important to start to understand why you need, what you need to do to get out and what is actually happening. 
the last step is honestly to get therapy. Therapy, obviously I'm biased here because I am a therapist, but therapy is a great way to unpack all of these layers that maybe you have packed in a nice little box and tied a pretty little bow around, never to be unpacked again. And then they come up in other ways. And you, a therapist can really help you understand why these things are coming up, what you can do about them, helping you to accept who you are, helping you to accept your past, any shame, any guilt, any anxiety, any other trauma that you might have experienced. A trained therapist can really help you to feel better about yourself. So I really recommend that that's something that you look into as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Therapist Guide to Getting Unstuck. I hope you enjoyed what you learned today. And if you liked what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment and a five-star review. If you want to learn more about me and my practice, you can go to wholemindwellnessplc.com. You can find information and articles that I've written about various mental health topics. You can see my YouTube channel and my podcast is on there as well. You can also make an appointment with me right on the website, or you can email me at monica at wholemindwellness.com. Take care and have a great day.